Hi guys, welcome back to Wildest Kruger Stories. I'm Craig. And I'm Carolina. As you guys know, this is a podcast series covering wildlife photography and conservation as a whole. Yes, exactly. And today we are sitting outside in the beautiful nature. We did that a couple of episodes ago and a few of you messaged and said that was so nice when you guys are sitting outside and you're hearing the birds and stuff. So we figured, why not do it again? Yeah, so, I think it, it is always nice to be and it, the sun is shining, when summer's coming, winter's ending, so it's nice to be outside. It is, it is. And yeah, I just wanted to, to say that, we forgot to mention it in the other episode, but if there's any sounds and stuff, it's because we're outside. Uh, but I think the quality is still quite decent, so yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good to, good to get some sun every <laughs> now and then. Um, guys, we're going to chat a little bit about our, uh, our adventures over the last week in this episode. It's been yes. a very, very, very exciting week five days or five days to a week well to be fair we are recording this quite early because we have a couple a busy couple of days yeah. coming up so this podcast is only going to be released in almost two weeks actually but uh yeah we are pre-recording them so that's why because we don't have time to do it always close to time um but we have just gotten back from a four-day workshop in kruger mm-hmm. which was amazing um and that's what we want to talk about. But when you guys are listening to this, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, I think we would have done another workshop by then as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's always fun pre-recording stuff and having to juggle everything, isn't it? Yeah, just a, yeah, just a <laughs> disclaimer to, to everyone who's confused about the timeline. But that is yeah, what's happening. You might see on our Instagram stories different to what we're telling. It's just because we're busy pre-recording. But exactly. back to the workshop, the workshop that... Uh, we were on a couple of days ago. We had a nice group of people, um, five in total. Yes. Um, two of which who met us in the lodge industry uh, yes. before, which was very exciting. Uh, guests that we had back in 2018 that met me and Carolina when we were still young, beautiful, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. We're still. Uh, we still are. <laughs> we're still beautiful and handsome. We're just less young. Uh, well, you're still young, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we met them, which was quite exciting to reconnect. We haven't seen them in about five years, and just to reconnect with them was absolutely amazing, and to have their support was something very, very special. And then our other three clients, we linked up to or linked up to you, Carolina, rather on social media. Am I correct? Yes. So, well, the one client had been with me in Tanzania already. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so he came back for this workshop, which was awesome. But then the other two, yeah, found us through social media and. Uh, book the, this workshop with us which was really awesome and that's that's the beauty of social media mm. um so that was really incredible and uh, we had such an awesome time and i think the most beautiful thing about these workshops like what i enjoy the absolute most uh obviously like being out in nature photographing animals teaching photography i enjoy that so much but what i love seeing is such different kind of people coming from different parts of the world uh and then in different ages and experience with wildlife, experience with safari, experience with photography, like all different, uh, you know, no, no, no one is the same. And they all just come together and kind of meet in this um, like passion for mm. the bush and photography and learning uh, and being in Africa uh, and just meet in that and really have a good time. And, and it everyone's always so like open-minded and keen to learn from each other as well and keen to help each other and um you know have a good time and be inclusive like the two guests that we had from from thorny bush that worked with us that were guests of ours there and then now came back they were uh, they're a bit older than the rest they're, the others were in their like 20s 30s uh, and they are in their 70s but they also felt so like included in the group and uh like they could tag along and and have just as good of a time uh, together with everyone uh, and be a part of the group which is fantastic to see 100 percent. i think it's just all about like-minded people and i think we did specify to the group as a whole you know this is a photography workshop there wasn't and this is the difference i think between us as a photographic company and other photographic companies is other photographic companies are chasing certain sightings and um, certain a lot of them are revolve around big cats where we don't necessarily care about what we're seeing well we do yeah. uh, but i mean it's 
it's more across the board. It's like, right, there's an Impala in perfect light. We are going to sit here for a long time trying to get that shot. You know what I'm saying? Now, on this workshop, we did get some pretty amazing cat sightings. And that's the thing. I think it all depends on, you know, the situation. Like, we did still get very, very good cat sightings. And then, obviously, we're going to spend time there as well. Uh, but I think that's not the, like, that's not what we're selling. That's not the point of the it's, trip. Yeah, it's that's not just, our product. That's just a plus when that does happen. Um, and I think everybody enjoyed that side of it. But everyone also enjoyed stopping for the hornbill in a beautiful setting yeah. and taking photos of that. It's more about the focus on, like, the photography aspect and learning about photography and getting as many beautiful photos as possible and what in the the animal that you're getting photos of doesn't really matter and i really felt like our group as a whole it really did open open their mind to well i think we opened their mind beforehand with explaining and the build-up to the trip but i mean you know really stopping and having a look at all these other other creatures in and Mm. around uh we didn't have just those blinkers on uh, focusing on X amount of animals that we're going to photograph over this trip. We were focusing on the 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 broader um, holistic kind of photographic experience where we were photographing everything. And I think people, they, they really did open up to that and, and, and enjoy that. Wouldn't you agree? No, definitely. And I think, as you said in the beginning, that's also, that was the point of like, when we talk to people before the workshops, we do tell them this, that this is the focus and this is what we want to do. And I think that also attracts a certain type of people that then really get along as well when we are on the trip, which is fantastic. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think the, uh, the way and, and just the area that we were was complements our yeah. product so well. So like, wow, just before we get into it, I just want to thank uh, Kasiri Camps and Zumba mm. from the bottom of my heart and the team that they have there were absolutely incredible flawless service was to an absolute t it always is i've been there a couple of times now um we also used to work in the area we know them all very very well and their team is probably one of the best i've ever seen in the industry yeah Um, they are absolutely amazing and the managers at the moment jamie and siobhan friends of ours are Nothing is too much, mm. and that's what I find incredible. Um, they go above and beyond, and it's also, I think, yeah, the lodge itself is just stunning and uh, such a perfect place for for this workshop, and um, and yeah, we really like such beautiful rooms, such a beautiful setting with this be- this waterhole in front where we like have to mention we had a leopard almost every single night three out of the four yeah three out of four nights we had a leopard in front of the lodge at the waterhole like that is insane and she was chased by hyenas the one day jumped up the tree like that was crazy cool yeah while we were, while you're having dinner yeah i mean that was just ridiculous and that's just mind-blowing and that's just the top of the iceberg when it came to the sightings that we had uh, it's such a perfect time of the year to do these kind of workshops because uh the environment is kind of set up for photography and that's why we're doing it this time of the year but it really really showed during this workshop that as craig mentioned we had a lot of amazing amazing uh cat sightings we had incredible leopard sightings and you get that this time of the year because because the bush isn't as thick as it is in summer so mm. it's easier to spot things and it's also for photography that's so much better because you don't have as many branches and stuff in the way which obviously you still might have one or two because kruger is a thick area but uh but don't have as much as you have in summer so you're able to to get better photos in that way uh which is just fantastic and then also the light was absolutely stunning every single morning every single night we had such amazing sunrises and sunsets with the most beautiful golden hour light um in this like dusty kind of uh, hazy setting setting yeah. that you get in winter uh which was just beautiful beautiful i don't think there was very very few times that i felt like that light was too harsh yeah no i agree i think it was it was just it it was just everything just came together yeah for this workshop from a sightings point of view from a um a lodge point of view from a staff point of view a vehicle point of view it didn't break down fantastic <laughs> from a tracker point of view thomas was absolutely insane and so on top of his game so it was it it was just nothing could have been better i think no honestly i think it was uh, it was fantastic and also like 
we didn't just have as we mentioned the cat sightings we had the most incredible sighting of of lions you know coming past the vehicle in the golden light and you know coming going down to the river drinking like that was incredible uh, so that's you know a magical sighting in itself uh, and then we mentioned all the leopard sightings and so on but then also like I, I was thinking on the last day I was thinking we've seen elephants uh, and we've seen like one or two here and there and we've seen a herd but they've been down in the river so it hasn't been the most photographic sightings and I was thinking to myself I would love to have a elephant sighting where they're like walking past the vehicle and you can get them, you know, a big herd getting them like front on. Uh, and then the next morning we had the most magical sighting on our last morning, just of this elephant herd walking past the vehicle, being very, very relaxed with us. And we getting these shots of them walking towards us. That was, that was a magical way of ending, ending the workshop. Yeah. We had so many sightings, but we never had, these photographic elephant sightings. They were always either slightly in the distance, slightly in the bushes. We had really good elephant sightings, but from a photographic point of view, that last morning just just topped it off. And uh, as that whole, like you said, that whole herd just walking past the vehicle, um, completely relaxed was, was such an amazing end to our trip. Yeah, no, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so I think it was a very su successful workshop mm -hmm. and I'm so excited to be going back. As you mentioned, we, we are going back now next week. Uh, so just as this podcast is being released, we have just gotten back uh, from a workshop. So that's a private workshop this time with just two people. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. I think that's going to be fantastic as well. And yeah, we are doing this very same workshop next year as well. Very excited uh, to keep doing this. I think we're probably going to try to do this at least once a year, depending on the interest. Uh, so the one for next year actually only has two seat le seats left. So if you're interested, do reach out and let us know uh, before they fill up completely. No, for sure. I'm very excited for next year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, especially with the, uh, with the amount of interest we're getting on it. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, excited to be going back to, to Nzumba uh, a couple of times in the near future and uh, yeah, exploring the area even more. Yeah. So should we jump into what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I think um, you've got, we've got an interesting topic, don't we, Carolina? Well, yes, it's actually the very same topic as we spoke about last week. Yeah, well, we've, got a lot, we've got a lot of traction on it um, and uh, a lot of people were interested on a follow-up and had quite a few follow-up questions. Yes, exactly. So... Um, I got a lot of messages saying people really enjoyed that podcast. So uh, that obviously makes me very happy. I think uh, that's great to hear and it's awesome to get that feedback. So I thought um, this week we should actually continue on it. And I threw up a little Q&A box on my Instagram uh, and people have dropped their questions there. So I'm just going to go through and answer those questions to kind of dive a little bit deeper into like the whole social media world that we spoke about last week and uh, social media strategy and you know how to grow on social media and that whole that whole thing because people seem to be very interested in that yeah i think it's, uh, running social media is your own, it's your own world isn't it you know i think you have to you have to treat it as its own world and um it comes with these uh tips and tricks i suppose no absolutely it really does and uh, i understand as well that it is confusing honestly it's still confusing for myself like it really is and it, this these things constantly like change as well and i think before i jump into the questions what i can say as is also that if you are interested in these things and if you really do want to try to make a career on social media and grow and you know uh, start earning money from it and all of those kind of things um as i said last week it is like that if that is what you want to do you're gonna have to put the the work into it and one of the things that i can recommend is like following people who do talk about social media strategy and like check out uh you know try start searching on uh, on both instagram and and if you're on tiktok and and uh, google and like start searching and researching social media strategy um and try to find the latest updates because there is people out there who literally have direct connections to people who run the algorithms at these different companies and they often do share like what you should be doing and and uh, what is changing and and what to think about and all those kind of things because this does definitely constantly change i have a question mm -hmm. how do you differentiate between 
people that have the connections and the bullshitters. Yeah, that is a tricky one. I think that just comes with experience, honestly. And like, <laughs> it just comes with like knowing what, what is bullshitting and what is like, seems legit. Uh, it, it's difficult to say, but I think in general, like start, um, start like involving yourself into that world and listen to podcasts that you talk about these kind of things. And uh, I, there's one podcast that I do want to mention that I actually forgot to mention last week when it comes to like people who have inspired me and, and uh, accounts that have been helpful on social media and stuff. Uh, a podcast that I highly recommend checking out is The Photographer's Mindset. They talk both about like social media stuff, uh, but mostly photography and the photographer's mindset kind of sets itself. But um about like okay what like mindset stuff about how uh how you set yourself up to for success as a photographer and all those kind of things and they really come with amazing tips uh about like reaching out to companies that you want to work with and kind of things that what is worth focusing on and what isn't worth focusing on and i think that's very important to uh to kind of differentiate between because sometimes that's the thing with social media before that sometimes people just really get stuck into the following thing as and I said this last time as well, but I can't I can't say this enough. Like people get so stuck into growing your following that they forget about the all the other aspects of like what it actually means to be running a business as a photographer. Yeah, I think from what I've seen is, you know, there's never enough. People are never happy with what they have and that's what i've kind of gathered from social media and that's just a generalization is people are constantly wanting to keep growing and that's great and keep doing it but at the same time you need to keep um your current followers and your loyal followers entertained if you're wanting this to be a success am i right in saying that exactly and i think we spoke a lot about that last time about like the connection with your followers but i think it's also it's also about like you know, focusing on the business side of things, like growing your actual business and your, like your portfolio and, you know, learning how to reach out to companies if, you know, that you want to work with or whatever it might be uh, that is completely set apart from just followers on Instagram. And I think a lot of people also wait for like a magic number and they think like when I hit 10,000, when I hit 50,000 or 100,000, it's going to make a difference. Something will change and companies will start contacting me and I'll just say yes and yes and yes. And I promise you that does not happen. It really, really doesn't. Like if you can have a million followers and you can and still not make money from social media. <laughs> Sorry, that's the monkeys making some noise. Monkeys playing on our porch. Um, you can still like have a million followers and still not make money from social media. It doesn't come automatically when you have a certain amount of followers. Like for me, the way I run my social media now and what it brings me now is very, very f- similar to when I had ten thousand followers. Like honestly, not much have changed about how much effort I put in and like um, what I gain back. Uh, definitely the numbers help with certain things sometimes, but it isn't It isn't a miracle cure for making money as a photographer, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um, if I can just add on to something, it's it's like everyone's so obsessed with it. I think we're, we're kind of focusing a little bit on what we spoke about last, last, last episode, but I mean... So I saw a video this week that was saying if you have 3,000 followers, which is not classified as a massive following, but you have 300 people who constantly interact with you, that is good interaction. That is good traction you're getting. I would rather have that person than the person that has 100,000 followers and gets 10 people commenting and liking on their stuff because that does actually happen. And it's all about how you interact and... um or interact with your community no absolutely um i think what you're talking about there is a little bit like you said what we spoke about last week yes. with uh, like making sure that you're it's more important to focus on the quality of your content yes. and the quality of your connection to your community i think i 100 percent agree with that that is way more important important than the amount of your followers no matter in what way you're trying to run a business from social media. Mm. But what I think I also want to get to is to start with the questions a little bit. Why I'm talking about this is because we have one question that says, uh, that asked any tips for a 
approaching social media when you're not a fan of using it a lot. And what I want to say here and why I'm bringing this question up first is because I think if you don't like using social media a lot, if you don't enjoy social media, then that is not the way to go. That is not the way for you to try to reach audience with your photography. I honestly really think that there's better ways to reaching an audience that will then better suit your personality if you're not a social media person. It shouldn't be a strategy. That shouldn't be one of your strategies if it's exactly. not something you enjoy doing. And I'll mention a few of the different things you can do just now, but I think before we dive into this whole social media thing, I think one most important thing is that you must enjoy it. You must like social media. The amount of hours that I spend on social media and the amount of hours that I spent on social media before I even started my business <laughs> to just grow in some sort on social Trust media. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Craig knows. Like literally I would sit and scroll for hours and comment on people's stuff and see people's photos and get inspired and all those kind of things. You have to enjoy the fundamentals of social media for you to be able to run a business from it. Because otherwise you're just going to be forcing yourself to do something that you don't like. And then you're never going to put in the hours that is needed and never gain the skills that it's needed for to grow on social media and to run a business from social media, if that makes sense. So I think I just wanted to cover that first, that it is really important to enjoy it. Um, one of the main reasons why it's really important to enjoy it is because uh, the more time you spend on social media, the more you will learn the algorithm and the more you will learn what to post, how to post, how to engage with your following and, and how to engage with your community. Uh, some of the most important like lessons for me have been being a consumer of social media. I've been following photographers that I enjoy following and that I like and then seeing things that they do for example, I was following very early on in, in, in my uh, journey on social media, I was following a girl uh, who was posting like videos of her talking while she was out in the woods looking for animals. And she called them like little vlogs basically on, on story. And I found, I found myself watching these a lot and stopping watching her stuff way more than I watched anyone else because, I, like, because she showed up in person behind the scenes talking about what she was doing and I was like well see if I am stopping and watching her stuff because I find it interesting and engaging then maybe I must start doing the same and that's when I at a very small following started posting videos of myself talking on story you were what I think about two or three thousand followers when you started something doing like that, that yeah. yeah and I feel that like, I could have been like, no, I don't have a big enough following. And it felt super cringe in the beginning. It really does. I, like, I had to, have to say, say that. It re really felt super cringe. And I was like, oh, I'm acting like a flippant influencer and this is weird. But I pushed through it and I started doing the whole, like, good morning coffee thing. And because that helped me kind of get going. And I think a lot of people got a connection with me. A lot of my followers got a connection with me because I showed up in person. And there was a face behind the camera and there was someone there that they could connect to. And I think that has helped then in the long run that has helped with like selling prints because people have a connection to me as a person. And they are like, I want these photos, not just because I like the photos, but because I like the photographer. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think that makes a really big difference. And um, that was all because I was a consumer of social media and I noticed what, what drew me in and other photographers and then I apply that to my own strategy. Yeah, I, I think going back to strategy as well, um, is, you know, don't use social media as a strategy, like you said, if you don't enjoy it, because it's like, that's like having a job you don't enjoy. Exactly. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's just, don't, don't do it. Find other ways to uh, get yourself out there because you're just, it's just going to become admin that you're never going to get on top of. And you're never going to find a way to uh, get above the algorithm and create that, create that following and that community because you don't like doing it. Exactly. And I think that also shines through uh, a lot of people that talk to me and they're like, oh, I'm struggling to grow. Like, I'm, I'm so bad at keeping it consistent and I'm so bad at doing this and blah, blah. 
And I, I see that and I'm like, I can see that you don't actually enjoy social media and that shines through in the way that you're posting. And I think uh, to, to go back then to what you were saying, like there's other ways of getting your work out there. And this is what I wanted to mention. Um, let's say you are selling prints and that's what you're trying to make money of. There's other ways for you to sell prints and get and get noticed by people by hosting galleries by having a newsletter like an email newsletter and where people sign up and you write weekly newsletters about your adventures or featuring one of your photos each week or writing tips and tricks whatever it might be like an email list Uh, if you have an email list of a hundred people most likely a lot of like those hundred people if they have signed up to this email list because they enjoy what you do and and they want to get these newsletters they are probably looking at like wanting to buy a print and then just waiting for the right time or whatever it might be so there you have a hundred people who are very invested in you as a photographer and that is way better than a thousand followers who just follow you because you want another photographer on instagram do you see what I'm saying? There's other ways of doing it. And if you, um, you can talk to different cafes uh, or restaurants or uh, hotels or whatever it might be in your local vicinity, like in your local town and talk to them and be like, hey, I'm a local wildlife photographer or photographer of any sort. And like, I have these prints and stuff. Would you guys mind like displaying these on your walls? Uh, you get free art and I get to display my art, my photography somewhere. And then you have like a little info thing next to them and then people can buy them or they can find you or find your website, whatever it might be. Like there's so many other ways of doing it. And yes, it maybe takes a, like work in a different way. I'm not gonna say that it takes more work because I think social media still takes a lot of work. Uh, but it maybe takes a little bit more of like an investment of like, okay, needing to print this stuff, you needing to um, like, host a gallery or whatever it might be but that might be more profitable if that the, that's the kind of stuff you enjoy more than social media because you're going to be more passionate about making that work than you will be with your social media so yeah now that we've established like you need to enjoy social media to do this and and we and you've gotten to that point where you're like yes i enjoy social media and that's what i want to do let's dive into the questions that i've gotten i feel like i've rambled on for a long time now without actually doing any um <laughs> any questions someone asked how to balance uh, your instagram feed with photos reels and how many stories instead of reels and uh, i think i mentioned this a little bit last week um what i do is i post stories almost every day uh, and then i post reels three times a week and posts two times a week um and that's that's how i do it and how i feel like it works I think um, it is important to post all these different things and find a balance that works for you because what I would see stories as, for example, is like that's where I get a connection with the people who follow me. Like that's that's yeah. where I show up a lot. That's where I show most of my personality. That's where I talk kind of directly to the camera and directly to the people who are behind the screen. And um, that's where you start conversations with people as well. Like you... Um, people will then message me and ask a follow-up question or whatever it might be. And you start, you talk to people and you actually create real connections with people. So that's why I think stories is really important. That's where you really like nurtures, n- nurture your following and your audience. Uh, so that's the very important part of, of stories. And that's also where you don't have to be as like, doesn't have to be as pretty. doesn't have to be as, as like staged and stuff. And people love like behind the scenes and seeing like the day-to-day stuff and, and what actually happens in the day-to-day. So, so that's really, um, I would say amazing on, on stories and awesome to do on stories. And then posts is where I'll post my photos that I'm proud of and like that I want to get out there. And, um, and that's also where I feel people who are like connected to my photography and enjoy my photography a lot. That's where they will like, comments and message and all that kind of stuff and you'll get feedback on your photography so i think posts is very very important still and if especially because you're a photographer you want to get your photos out there but then reels is what i'll do to one because i think it's fun and again i enjoy making reels i think it's so much fun and i feel proud of the reels that i put out there and that's why i do it so unless you enjoy reels you shouldn't you shouldn't do it um but reels is the stuff i put out there 
where I may be trying to reach a new new audience. Yeah, I think um, obviously everything in the platform has its different little role in mm. how it can benefit you and where it's reaching and what what that can actually do for your um, your specific profile. And I think it's all it's all about how that specific whether it's stories, whether it's posts, whether it's reels, it's all it all works differently in but it works in your favor um in, in but each in its own unique way absolutely yeah i think you put it really really well there like all in its unique way but all works in your favor so for example like for like guides out there uh, i i remember used to not that i have a social media's a, a toy for me like i don't i enjoy it that's purely purely 100% a uh, um like a, a fun thing to do um, if I don't go a week without posting a story, I'm not going to post a story for a week. Uh, but what I did used to like to do when I was permanently in the industry and I still like to do it is I'll have my stories from, um, that, that day worth of sightings. And then that story would out of, out of that group of guests or that trip I did over that point in time. And then I would post a, a photo my next post would be of that sighting that you store in the story and then potentially a reel that linked onto that post to that story. And you can do it that way as well. Um, if you're, if that is what your, your, uh, community wants to see and you'll be able to gauge as to what, how much traction you get from that. No, that's a very good tip. Like to linking all of them together yeah. uh, and, and trying to, and that's where sometimes you maybe have to post the stories a little bit later than when they actually happened yes. because you maybe want to process that photo and create that reel and so on. And uh, I think people probably know this if they actually think about it, but uh, sometimes I get messages where people are surprised that like people ask me, oh, are you in Kruger? Where are you? Uh, like I'm here and here and I'm like no I'm actually not in Kruger anymore I'm just posting the stories later because it just makes my life so much easier to just get the content while I'm there and then post everything a day or two later well I also suppose you know when we're in Kruger and if you're posting as it's happening it's so much more difficult to engage with comments exactly um, so if you're two days after and you've kind of got everything together you're busy uh, um, post processing all your photos and your videos that you've captured and then you post your your stories um people are going to comment on it and interact on it and you can then respond to it because exactly. you're not going through hours without network coverage exactly and i also find it so much easier to like create a story behind like what we are doing and where are we going because you when you if you're posting it as you're doing it you never know what's going to happen next so you sometimes posting too much or not enough and then something happens where you're like oh i should have posted about this and like the thing just doesn't make sense well if you're just like filming bits and pieces as you go like behind the scenes stuff and whatever and then only posting it later on you're so much easier will be able to like tie that story together and, and yeah. actually tell what's what's going on but i think um yeah, that's what what I kind of do, and I think in general, like finding ways to um to keep your keep your audience engaged with uh, what it is that you're doing specifically, and that leads me on to the next question. Um, someone someone is asking like, what's the best way of finding uh the right followers like for you? Because this is obviously the most important thing. Is like, I the the people that I want to follow me are people who are interested in nature, interested in photography and like wildlife and maybe like as an add-on specifically like African wildlife. Like that's the people that I want to follow me. I am not interested in having someone following me who loves cars because that is not what I do. There's no point of someone who loves cars following me because they're not going to enjoy my content and they're not going to engage with it and they're not going to get anything out of it. So how you find the right followers is kind of finding your niche and finding what you specifically want to be posting about and stick to that. Uh, and some, some people might feel like, you know what, I have so many different things that I want to post about. And then that's great. But don't be surprised if you get such a weird mix of followers. Like that's, that's going to happen. 
And if you have so many different things that you love and that you want to post about, maybe consider having different accounts for those things. And if you actually, again, if you're wanting to make this into a career, like this is what it comes down to. If you're just posting for fun, like Craig was saying, if you're a guide and you're just putting your crazy life in the bush out somewhere because it's fun to share and fun for like old guests to follow you and, you know, and show your family and friends, then you don't have to care about these kind of things. Like put whatever you want up there. But if you're wanting to like earn money from this and grow a following to be able to do that, then yeah, you need to find a specific niche because otherwise people are going to be confused about like, okay, why am I following you? Why, what's, what am I getting here? Like, I'm not going to follow someone who posts about like their family because I don't know that person. I don't really, sorry, but I don't care about <laughs> like the birthday party they had. Like I sometimes get people messaging me and there's also another thing I do need to mention. Sorry, I am rambling a little bit, but I get so many messages from people being like, hey, please follow me. And I'm like, if you have to beg people to follow you, then you're not doing it right. Like, people should follow you because they want to. Boom. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but that is the only reason. Like, if you message and you say, please follow me, then I'm following you for the absolutely wrong reason. Uh, and I feel so bad because I also, like, I don't know how to reply to these. Sometimes I just ignore them. Um, but it's just that's the reality like you you need people to follow you because they want to not because you've asked yeah and sometimes i'll get these messages and people be like please follow me and then i go onto their profile and they posted nothing no but also like they have nothing to do with wildlife they have nothing to do with photography and they're posting photos like from their family and i'm like i'm sorry but why must i follow you like what's the reason here for me to follow you I, on my photographic Instagram, I very strictly only follow, like, people who do content creation, photography, or, like, safari and travel. Like, that's kind of what I want to engage with because that's what I do as well and that's what I feel inspired by. So I'm not going to follow anyone if they don't fit into that profile and I feel inspired by what they're posting. Does that make sense? No, I think, I think you're spot on, especially if you're doing it as a, as a it, 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 it's your job. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you want, are you going to go follow a construction company? Because you're not going to get much, you're not going to get much inspiration from a construction company. No, now, exactly. are you? From a creative point of view, because that's what you are. You're a creative person. Um, and yeah, I, I back that a hundred percent. And I don't think you should feel bad saying no to those requests. And I don't think anyone else should feel bad saying no to those requests because if you're having to go ask people, they should follow you. Like you said, they're doing they're doing something wrong mm. they're they they're not targeting the right niche that's the thing and you and you you don't want those people to follow you because they're not going to be engaged with your with your content and that's that's just how it is at the end of the day um a question because i and i think it's a good question to cover because i am mentioning it a lot is uh, someone asking i didn't understand how you make start make money with it uh, it would be cool if you talk a little bit about this um and this is complicated. And I don't know if we have possibly spoken about this in another podcast episode, but I I'll try don't to... don't really make a lot of money from your social media, though. No, so this is the thing. Like, there's different ways of doing it, obviously. And, and this is where you also must figure out, like, before you even start growing a following, because, again, there's no point of having a big following if you have no way of making money from that, like, monetizing, as it's called, monetizing that social media that you've put all this time and effort into. Uh, and there's different ways of, of, of making money and I'm not going to dive into all of these because it's just going to take way too long and it's way more complicated than just covering it in a, in a yeah. podcast episode. But uh, different ways you can make money is basically selling prints, obviously. Um, but that also needs to be done right. It does need you know to be done I mean? right. Yeah. How, many other, how many other people do we know we've spoken to that have absolutely just fucked it up? Yeah, absolutely. Like, sorry, I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to not be supportive to those other people. But it's also it's that, it's it's also that line of dedication and mm. work hard. And sorry, not sorry, but stop being lazy. Yeah, work hard at it. it that's the thing. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, like people think they open up a print shop and shit's just gonna sell itself. And no, that's not how life works. No, and it doesn't for me either. Like, exactly. I there's months when I I go months without selling a single print. Because and it can be because of different reasons. It's not the best time of the year where like people aren't spending a lot of money. Uh, I'm not really posting about it because I'm p busy doing other things. And then it doesn't sell, right? It doesn't sell, and I'm not putting a lot of effort into like the marketing side of it. Then sometimes all of a sudden, bam, 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 I get three, four print orders from nowhere, and uh, and it just it just 
that's how it works sometimes but then because i get those print orders that makes all the work that i've put in beforehand yeah. makes worth it but uh, but that is a way of, of of making money and i do get a lot of questions about print shops and maybe i must do a whole episode about like how i set up my print shop and how that works but i think that's very it's very technical with like how the actual website works but anyway um prints um sorry the wind is blowing a little bit so i hope the hope the sound is still right but um prints is a way of making money um i sell presets so like lightroom presets editing presets and that is a digital product that that uh, makes me money and then uh, my ebook is also a digital product um where i'm sharing my tips and tricks in this book then i have uh, i do editing classes so people can book a editing or photography class online with me where like for an hour i answer all the questions that they might want to know uh, and tell them everything that they they want to know and help them as much as i can so that's another way um you can work with companies and this is obviously the classic like influencer thing like the social media uh, collaboration side of things and i don't do a lot of this i do it every now and then when i find when i come when it comes a company comes past and needs to compliment your brand and it works with my brand and that's also very important like don't just jump on like random opportunities because nothing frustrates interrupt and nothing mm. frustrates me more than seeing like a wildlife page advertising makeup pet shampoo or something <laughs> drives me and that's the thing like it doesn't need, compliment the brand yeah because again you need to find brands that like your audience are going to want to know about and that are actually going to be beneficial for who's following you as well and that they're going to be interested in as well like you need to only work with those brands but that's also a completely different side of things then you can you can also from a photography point of view you can work with companies creating content for them so like either for websites social media whatever it might be and this is literally just your photography skills and you don't need a big following for this at all you just need a really good portfolio and a way and knowing how to approach companies uh, where like you go and it can be anything from lodges and hotels to like different products where you take photos product photography and you then uh, license those photos to these companies and um, that's also a completely different different uh, part of it and then I sell workshops as well, like we just spoke about. That is a part of my income as well, hosting these workshops where I teach photography. For me, a lot of it comes down to teaching because I enjoy teaching so much and I enjoy talking about photography. As you guys are noticing, I'm rambling on a lot, talking about my passion. Might have um, to make it a second episode about yeah, maybe. these questions as well. But I'm just giving a few examples of how you can make money. The thing is though, like again, like a lot of people think that there's like one straight road and that it's not you need to figure out ways that work for you to make money off your type of photography and the way you that works in your life and and there's no one way of doing this and i think the key word here is multiple streams of income as you guys heard these are all different types of income sources that i have and and that's what it comes down to, multiple streams of income and, and finding different ways you can make money using your photography. But that's that's the world now. Um, everyone has uh, multiple different side hustles. Mm. Um, and that's how it's working. And this is just how you can, you can use social media um, and print shops and uh, all sorts of different online platforms to get this, these forms of passive income. Mm, exactly and uh, and yeah it's just there's no straight answer to it and it's all comes down to you finding your way of doing it and get what, creative and get creative and what works for you and like again this is where it helps following people who are doing doing what you want to do uh, i hope like a few of the things here maybe people are like oh wait i could i could see if i could try to do that like even in your, if you're not, um, I live next to Kruger National Park, so yes, it's it's very, it's great for me to be able to host workshops here. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to live in Africa or next to a national park to be able to host workshops. You can set up photography classes in your local town where you teach photography and the fundamentals about photography. Um, you can do that, and I hope that I'm giving a few ideas to people now because this is what i got ideas from when i started i would hear people talk about 
different ways of making a living and i'll be like wait that would actually work for me i could i could sell presets people ask me about how i edit my photos all the time and like i could i could uh, write an ebook about photography um because i felt like that was missing i didn't see any ebooks that covered what i felt was important can i t- uh, can i just comment there so not to kind of um negatively comment on anyone else's photographic book or photography book but goodness gracious they are intense like i'm talking uh you know the the the, the photography books you can get from canon nikon whatever they just they're so overcomplicated yeah you know they overcomplicate everything they talk about the science behind everything and Unless you've got a degree in biomechanics, you're not going to understand it. Mm. Where I think yours is was was really interesting, and yes, maybe I'm biased <laughs> because you are my fiance. But it was just it was so much more simplified. But it's yeah. also what we've heard from a lot of people yeah. um, that have bought your ebook. Yeah, and that was why I wrote it because I I did like check out other photography books and and so on. And as you say, I feel like they overcomplicated everything. And didn't keep like straight to the point and what do you actually need? Yeah. And that was when I was when I wrote the book, I wrote it as in like what what did I wish I knew sooner? Like what what did I wish I knew as a beginner of like this is how you set up your camera, this is what you should focus on, go out and shoot. Like that's and that's what I try to do and, and um and I hope that that is what it turned into that's from from what i've heard from people and from the feedback i've gotten it seemed like that's what i managed to do where it's just and that's yeah sorry i'm like rambling losing my train of thought but that was the thing i felt like there was something missing where i got so many questions from people like what tips what what do you recommend for a beginning photographer like what where do i start how do i get going and i was like let me put it all into a book and then here we go and um and that's the thing, like you need to find those different ways of finding something where you're like, wait, here's what I can do and this is how I can actually monetize that. Um and yeah, I hope that I hope that makes sense uh, and I hope that helps someone who is trying to find different ways, uh, because it isn't it isn't simpler than that, unfortunately. If I had to ask you one thing, um just for regards to people are out there that are thinking like from a social media point of view how and how long it takes going through everything how long would you say you spend on social media a day take into consideration i know a lot of people that might be listening might be like oh my word how can someone look at a phone for that long and how can someone do that for that long i'd encourage you guys to remember that this is this is a job and a career um, so how long would you say you now, spend on a day, yeah, per day on, on social media? Uh, it's different, definitely. Like, if we're out on safari with guests and stuff, I barely on social media because, because I don't have the time for it. Um, but I think on a, like an average day where I'm trying to put the effort in, like I'm, a, I'm a, at least, at least an hour on Instagram. Um, but I think on a, I would prefer to probably be at least two hours every day on Instagram. No, just so no, just Instagram, just talking Instagram. Okay. Now. Um I would I would prefer to be at least two hours on Instagram. Uh, but sometimes I just don't have the time for it. Um and I think when I when when I was putting a lot of time and effort into social media, especially during lockdown and then we did we had the yeah, time yeah, to do it. Yeah. I sometimes spent like four hours a day on Instagram. Uh, but that was maybe a little bit extreme, I must say. <laughs> but yeah, that is, as you say, like, it is my full-time job at the moment. And so, and Instagram is a big part of that. Um, so, like, that does, that is important to mention. Uh, but it does take a lot of time. And that's, I think, is important for people to know. And going back to, if you want to do it, you need to be able to, you need to enjoy it. Because it takes, it takes time. It really does. I think people look at it as, like, Oh, you just need to post a little bit and then something happens and then you you go viral and then you're all set but it it really isn't that way like you need to you need to spend time on these platforms to mm. to be able to grow and i think uh you mentioned there you asked if that if that is on all social media platforms so i got questions here about uh like 
if I have different strategies on different social media platforms and also if there is one social media platform that I think is important is like mandatory for a wildlife photographer um, and it's a tricky one to answer like I do definitely have different social media strategies on different platforms because I don't care as much about the other platforms so for example TikTok is obviously definitely a platform to take into consideration because it has such a there you definitely have a big potential of like reaching a big audience and um i think that's really important to know and yeah tiktok is where the younger generation is on and that's you know a trend that we have seen all the way from facebook that first the younger generation will move on to another platform and that's when the older generation comes through and then eventually the older generation will also leave that platform and move on to the next one um so we've seen we've seen that with Facebook and we've seen that now happening with Instagram as well. Most people like born in the like 2000, 2010s, they don't even have Instagram. Um, and I think that's just important to keep in mind. But I think for now, personally, I have not seen TikTok really be the place for me specifically in my photography. But that doesn't mean it can't work for someone else. I find Instagram being my primary platform because that's where I have a stronger connection with people. And uh, I find it more consistent at the moment with like reach and so on. And I also, from my, from my um, website, I can see where people are finding my website from. And that is definitely way more Instagram than it is TikTok. Uh, so that is worth mentioning but TikTok is definitely a platform to take into consideration and right now the way my strategy differs there is that TikTok I just kind of post when I feel like it and just throw things up every now and then and Instagram I am way more consistent and have a schedule of like how I post things uh, so that is definitely a big difference there and I wouldn't recommend posting on TikTok the way I post on TikTok even though every now and then something will get yeah, good yeah. traction and, and you know gets a lot of of people coming through yeah. um and then I'm very very little on YouTube and uh, I think that is a completely different ball game that I don't feel I can comment on because I'm your your YouTube channel you're more it's more like a passion project and more fun you're doing yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of vlogging yeah, it's just more like somewhere to put like longer form videos because yeah. I think it's fun. But I, but I also think it's cool to get out there, you know. I think those longer those longer videos of like a Kruger trip or something you've done at a lodge or something exactly. like that. That that's fun. It's something you're not looking. It's something that could potentially um, bring you profit one day, but it's not something that you're looking at it. Um, it must bring you income now. No, exactly. And the thing at the moment also, it just takes way more time and effort um, than any other social media platform. So that's the... that's The, the editing. Wow. Yeah. The difficult thing with, with YouTube. Um, but I hope that answers that uh, question a little bit. I think to summarize just that question, I think uh, Instagram is definitely still the way to go. Um, for now. Yeah, for now. But TikTok is one to keep in mind. Okay, last question uh, is how to make reels go viral. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be the in thing at the moment and over like mm. the last year or so it's just been this thing of like everyone because this is yeah. what is making people go viral and it's the reelers. The reelers. The reelers. Craig hates the reelers. Well, no, I don't hate the reelers because actually that's how I got to my following was reels. That, but again, I was just very passionate and then people just keep peppering it and um, not realizing that that's also a way that you could lose traction mm, by overdoing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's chat about it a little bit and um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and... Um... Yeah, people are again very focused on how to make them go viral. That's it. It connects to getting amount of getting all these followers. Like I, I want to go viral. I want to go viral, and um, yeah, it's great. Like you get a lot of um, you get a lot of traction from reels, and definitely like that's where you'll go viral and so on. But but again, I think it's important to not have that as the main goal. Um, however, what I can say like tips and tricks when it comes to reels. Uh, keeping in mind that you still keep it true to your niche 
you still keep it true true to your quality of work and what you want to put out and you being proud of what you put yeah. out there because i think that is so so important but uh, obviously a good audio is very important i think that is way more important than hashtags if you have a trending audio as it's called um we that, spoke about it last the last episode. Too many no no no. We didn't speak about the audio, but we spoke about too, too many, many hashtags. hashtags can seem spammy. Yeah, exactly. So at the moment, not uh, you don't need as many hashtags as you've had in in the past. Um, but an audio is what's gonna make you like if you have if you get onto a viral audio in the perfect timing, um, and you put out a good quality video that is connected to that audio, that will go viral and uh it will basically whenever someone has shown interest in this audio with other reels going viral that yeah. audio that's how yours then will get traction if and, that makes sense and also making it sync with the music that's important and that's that, what i mean quality yeah like you need to spend time you can't just take the audio and put some random video up there and it just it's not going to be captivating it's like the beats need to sync into if your video if you've got multiple videos in one video and you've you you've kind of split the different videos into this video it needs to sync smoothly because the smoother it is the more traction it'll get exactly it needs to be satisfying to watch that way where the audio and the videos kind of link up and work simultaneously Uh, so that's where like that part of it comes in and that's where reels do take a bit of time uh, to make because you need to make sure that 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 links up. Um, What I do is I do my reels in a different app uh, called InShot. Highly recommend it. Very easy to use. Other people use CapCut. Also easy to use. I use that for other stuff. Um, And then I just like I make the videos there because I find it easier to edit them there than to edit them in Instagram itself because Instagram's editing app thing is... It's terrible. It's shit. I'm sorry, but it's so shit. So the amount of times that I've done like a whole reel and then it just all of a sudden the app just closes and like the whole thing is gone or like something goes completely wrong and you just can't fix it. It's horrible. But uh, I do that. Instagram Meta must buy InShot. Yeah. And and then incorporate it. Incorporate it, yeah. And yeah. But a good thing to know there is that Instagram do like it when you make reels within the Instagram app. So what you can do is like you you make the bulk of the reel in InShot and then you upload it in Instagram and then you just add your text and stuff in Instagram because that's that, easier. That's today's advice. Until the algorithm picks up that we're doing that, yeah. we will then have to change it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but definitely making sure like that you, the music syncs with your video and stuff. And then like how to find these viral audios and stuff that is also where like just being a consumer in social media also is important like actually being watching other people's reels and and scrolling and finding reels uh, and then get having the creative mindset of like okay wait i can do the same thing but slightly different or making it more fit into my niche like i will see like a wedding photographer post something uh, and i'll be like oh let me just like make that into wildlife photography stuff um, what did you say 20 minutes before posting right yes so that's also important like being active that's a little bit a different thing but like um what is good like before you post a post or a, a reel, reel it's important to be active on instagram as well because instagram doesn't want you to just like come on there post something and then leave yeah. it wants you to be on the platform and it's gonna like reward you as people say with by for you being on social media and on on the platform and so if you are on social media if you're on instagram for like 20 minutes commenting on other people's stuff and and like scrolling and you know engaging with other people maybe answering your own comments and all that kind of stuff and then you post something and then 20 minutes afterwards you're still on on there being active and that's quite a good way good place to start uh, and definitely helps with like getting things going viral so that's good in- to keep in mind um but in general like being on the app to scroll through and see what audios people use and what is getting a lot of traction like i'll scroll through reels and watch different reels and i'll hear an audio a few times and i'll be like hmm this feels like it's getting traction and then i'll see these videos that have like thousands and thousands of likes and stuff and I'm like, okay, this audio is obviously good. Trending. It's trending. Let me jump on this. Um, 
some people say you should always use an audio that is less than like 5,000 views and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like it, it depends. It depends. Like I wouldn't say that's the end all be all. I think you can jump on a trend later on and still get traction. Uh, but also then you might. Especially if it was a banger. Like if, if it was, it was a, a banger. banger. But, but also sometimes that might just make people annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, right. you know, they like, oh, we're so over this trend. Um. Like the, I'm a photographer and I took oh, this photo. Oh, Mike, don't get me started on that. I, I literally unfollow people. I hate that audio. Yeah, it's also that. so... It's also, it, I that, took this photo. But that's also a very lazy like, reel. And that's the thing. Like people, people see through when you're just being lazy. And you're just like... You're literally just posting a photo. And... Sometimes some people do it in a nice way where they post a photo and then like they have that this zooming in effect and they just like and they like okay I'm posting a photo as a reel every day for thirty days or something like here's number one or whatever and I think that's that's a little bit more creative and, and it's a little bit different um so that you can look at doing but yeah just throwing some ideas of of reels out there but uh the audio uh a like captivating caption or uh, like text on the screen where people get hooked and they're like, oh, I want to see what's happening or what happens or I want to know more. And then a little trick that I've seen a lot of people do lately is basically like in the reel, the reel will be like five seconds long or something. And then they'll they'll say something like, the best social media strategy for 2023. And then like check the caption. And then they write the whole like information in the caption but the thing is, when you are on Reels and you click on like read more of the caption, the Reel keeps playing in the background. So while you're reading the caption, the Reel is playing over and yeah. over again. And that gives us a lot of views, which then makes it go, go viral. So that is also a tip. I think in general, the, the three pillars that people always talk about when it comes to uh, Reels and, and content in general is that it needs to be either inspiring, uh, educational, or funny. So entertaining. Um, it needs to fit into one of those three pillars. Like you need to either need to teach people something and like tell them tips and tricks within your niche. Like top three tips that a beginner of wildlife photography should know. Bum, bum, bum. Um, just an idea. Uh, or it needs to be inspiring of like, oh, this is where I started. My photography started and this is where I am now. Like look at the journey I've gone through. Like this is inspiring. Like you can do the same or whatever it might be. Or it's entertaining in like, that's a crazy cool sighting that I had. Like, look at this lion hunting this buffalo. Or entertaining in like, come with a 30 second safari on me, with me. Um, Or you like posting something funny uh, and it's entertaining, it makes people laugh. So like, it needs to fit into one of those three pillars for it to really be uh, giving what do you call it? Like you need to give people value and that's, that's the yeah. way you give value and that will most likely make your reels go more viral. And then every now and then people post like a random fun video of a leopard jumping up a tree and they go viral. Like that happens as well. <laughs> the right place, right timers. Definitely. definitely. The cell phone boys that just have their cell phone and that's fine. Yeah. You know, they have their thing it's just a different it's a, it's a that's a completely different ball game they just... and i would just say and that would be like the guides just sharing like yeah. stuff and things they see but i wouldn't say that is something that will consistently get you no sightings. so you'd get you got your a cell cool, phone you got your cell phone going out and you, you all you're doing is just cell phone videos um and not really creative and you're basically just taking videos with a cell phone and put it posting them as a reel mm. i mean every now and then you'll get those you'll get that couple of hundred thousand views maybe a million views but then you're also going to get that 50 views 100 views um 10 likes 20 likes 50 likes and um that will happen to you because you're lacking the consistency and the quality of the video that's a thing yeah it's consistent quality as well uh, of consistently having the same good quality in your stuff yeah but guys, I feel like I've rambled a lot uh, and I hope I've answered a lot of these questions and made it clear. Uh, it is so complicated and it's so difficult to like explain this in just one go. Um, and and all I can kind of say is like the best, absolute best tip that I have for social media is to be a consumer of it and just literally dive into the world of social media and start following people who give tips and 
people who have grown already like and and try to learn from them uh, and stay on top of the game that way and just consistently uh, be a consumer of it and if that is not your thing then social media is not the way to go there's other ways of of doing this and i hope that uh, i hope that message goes through i think you hit the nail on the head there carolina but um yeah guys until next time uh, i think we're going to be chatting about our second workshop uh, in the next podcast and we'll tell you all about that and the amazing sightings we had there and um, I think it's going to be time to get a guest on pretty soon again we haven't someone, had one in a while someone actually asked messaged me and said when are you guys getting guests again and um, well to be fair like three episodes ago you had Chris on I think it's a little bit more than three I think so because no, okay. we took a break there but yeah we will uh, we will definitely get someone on uh, yeah. pretty soon um, we've got a long list of it's just fitting the schedules on the people. We're quite specific on who we have on our podcast. They they need to, to fit the profile. But it's also, we are traveling a lot at the moment. We so are. it's difficult for us to find uh, the time. Uh, even if we can do it uh, online, we prefer doing it in person. And uh, yeah, it's just difficult finding the, the schedules uh, aligning. But uh, definitely... We new- have not stopped hosting guests on our no, podcast. They are coming back. They are yeah. coming back. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, we'll see you soon. Cheers, everyone.